What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the First Year Out podcast. And I know you all are here expecting to hear episode 13. But before we get into that, myself, Don, we just went along with my co-host, D-Hall, and the rest of everyone here at the First Year Out podcast. Just want to take some time out to acknowledge the tragedy that shook the nation this past, that shook the world this past Sunday that claimed the life, among others, of cultural icon Kobe Bryant. And so I just want to take a moment out, uh, 24 seconds to be exact, in silence before we resume on with episode 13 of the First Year Out podcast. What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the First Year Out Podcast, the number one bi-coastal podcast in the world, where we kick back and we talk entrepreneurship, monetizing your passions, and ultimately being a creative in business. I am your host out here in San Diego, California, and I am the founder of Dime Digital Media. I go by the name of Dime Witherspoon. And of course, I got my co-host kicking it out here with me from Brooklyn. Y'all know who it is. Darren Hall, conversationalist, microwavable culture, conversation amongst friends. Great to be here. Feel good. Feel real energetic to kick off another episode. Y'all know how we do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So tell me, uh, like, what you been up to? You got anything on your, like, what you been, what's been going on? So I stumbled across... After work on Saturday, networking event. Okay. Soho, I think it was in Wooster. Shout out to 13 Studios, by the way. I think that was a clothing line, the studio. They're trying to get up and running and everything. Went in there. And as I'm walking, before I get there, as I'm walking, you know, because I'm ready to get home after work. I'm, I'm out of there. Walking, walking up the street. Dude, like, hey, free drinks. Look around. Da, 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 da. He pitched it terribly. But I'm like, well, I ain't really got nothing to do. I don't work tomorrow. I'll see what's up <laughs> so it was a girl with him i think her name was nia because it reminded me of nia long loki and i walk in there with her and she kept repeating herself like she told me her name probably like six seven times before we even got to the spot i'm like okay this is kind of kind of sketch but you know whatever i'm it's cool it don't seem it don't seem terribly sketch it's, eh, it's surface level sketch so I, I go in there they had some ipas in there they had henny in the back it was supposed to be a networking event. I managed to link up with two people, took down the information and whatnot, stayed there for as long as I could because it was hot in there. <laughs> After that, went ahead and bounced. And one thing I took from it, are really are people really trying to network, though? And when you go to a networking event, I want to get something out of the networking event because, once again, you know, time is very valuable. Right. So if I come to an event, I want to have real conversations about people that's really trying to work and trying to better themselves and the situation around them. Not some frivolous conversation that we could do any other day. Like we hear, obviously, people trying to build and trying to be better than what they were yesterday. So, you know, so eh, it, it was it was OK. Eh. What, what you going to do? But I managed to get what I could out of it. So we'll see. Yeah, that's what you got to do. And it's like I think it's important, like when you go to these different network events, 
to to manage expectations because it was like uh I have these I have these um I'm a part of the Chambers of Commerce or whatever and we have these these meetings every two weeks. Uh, we just go over strategies and we we just come together to kind of to kind of build amongst each other. It's basically a referral group. So you build a relationship with the people in these referral groups so that if they they come across somebody who could probably use your service or your products, then you'll be top of mind and they'll mention you. Things like that. It's but like, um like a fraternity. You know, once you <laughs> yeah, like you get in this fraternity, they get those jobs, your resume slide through, you in a frat. Oh, all of a sudden, your your resume get bumped up. Oh, no, no, I got to holler at him. Yeah, yeah, what's going on, man? Yeah, how you doing? I heard about you. Yeah, we've been waiting on you for a while. Like, you building those connections and helping the next man out. Next thing you know, you got all your people in there. And you, hey, how you doing, man? This happened kind of rather quickly. I see it. And I'm, I mean, like, one of the things that I've that I've taken from the group over time is, like, one of the, well, one of the first things they probably said was, when you go to these networking events, just just think about this for a second. When you go to an to a networking event, think about whether you are going there to to buy something. And you will see that you're not really going there to buy something. So with that in mind, you shouldn't be going there to sell anything. And I'm not saying that's what you were doing. I'm just I'm just talking to, the, to our listeners right now at this point. You know what I mean? So you shouldn't go in there with the expectation like I'm finna make one sale, two sale, three sales. That shouldn't be it because you're right. not going there to buy. You know what I mean? And so what you really need to be focusing on and what you really need to be working on is building those relationships and building those contacts with the people that's in there who, who you might be able to form a power allegiance with. And one thing I pitched, not, I can't say I pitched to them, but one conversation that came up, you know, you know, but you know, the marijuana, the spinach. Yeah. You know, marijuana. <laughs> yeah. And I was telling them, I'm like coming from California to New York, things are totally different. Dispensaries in California, as long as you can breathe, you can get some weed. There's nothing here. <laughs> It's not like that. Even going to Maryland while I was there, they had dispensaries, but you need a medical card. And if you don't have a state ID in that state, you can't get a medical card. And I'm like, that's that's kind of stupid because so people that come here and visit, y'all don't want y'all don't want their money. Like you're you're cutting yourself. You're doing yourself a disservice. OK, I'm tracking. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, eh, eh, I, don't, I don't really like how that how that worked out. <laughs> yeah. Not in Cali, though. Yeah, yeah, not in Cali. Pop out. It's it's in abundance. So I'm I'm talking to them, and also I was like, customer service is key. Like people don't really, if you if you look at yourself as a business, no matter how what you do, you should always look at yourself as a business, and you should always keep your expectations and your level of professionalism. I shouldn't say expectations, but your level of professionalism high. As you know, somebody's not from. New York don't know the lay of the land you ain't gonna give him a, a short pack or give him some oregano like you know what I mean like keep it 100 with him give him what he asked for don't shortchange <laughs> him and give him stuff like that you know cause yeah. that's bad customer service cause that's your name and eventually that's gonna catch up to you if you keep doing people like that it's that only a matter a of time yep and I told them that I'm like you know that goes a long way in my book cause you wanna give everybody the same respect cause that'll carry you further than you over here slighting people like nah nah he he like he ain't from New York you know, know. you give him this yeah he won't know the difference and I'm like you know that's a real key he was like yeah nah a lot of people out here will try to play you like that I'm like yeah I know <laughs> I know I know right. I'm I'm cool I'm living out here I'm back in school yeah how was I, I mentioned I have I wanted to mention that to you how was the school thing working out for you I know um school is school I know what I'm in there for um 
let me see. Let me think. Let me think for a second. Let me think for a second about how this quarter been going. Um, two weeks in now. <laughs> uh, I know I'm taking a sociology class. Um, for this is like a class on pop culture, popular culture, and uh, I probably missed half the classes. I had a quiz in there, and I passed the quiz. I got. A, I ended up getting a hundred on the quiz, which I know is not really a good thing. It's kind of um, it kind of encourages bad behavior. Like if you <laughs> you get rewarded nah, for it that, does. but because um, it's a win. If you would have took an L, because they say you learn more from L's than wins. There's yeah. lessons in wins, but you still won. So it's like, do I really care about the lesson being taught yeah. that I should learn? Not really. Yeah, but because I won. Yeah, all in all, though, like I'm in there. I'm I'm keeping my my chin up. You know, I'm trying to go into all my classes. I'm trying to make right. it. Traffic is crazy. Parking is crazy. I'm trying Always. to soak up everything that I can from these classes. Honestly. And you already know, right. like, if I feel like I'm not getting it from the class, then I'm I'm gonna be doing something else on my computer as it pertains to Dime Digital Media. So, mm-hmm. so so far school been school been cool. I'm rolling with it. So far so good. We already in week three, I think, or this might be week two. I don't know if this week two or week three, but yeah. But it usually go by pretty quickly, and you know, on the outside of that, you know, schooling schooling is school, but you know, outside of that is where where and when we really work. And, you know, we've right. been doing what we've been doing. My man, listen, you sound like you're in good spirits, always. So it's I feel good to good. hear your voice, always reassuring. I feel good. I think I'm ready to, um, I think I'm ready to come outside because, uh, I've, I've been, I ain't, I ain't really been on it the way I was supposed to been on it for real. You know, I ain't really been feeling like myself, but, but now right. I'm starting to, I'm starting to feel a little better. I'm getting back into the swing of things. And so I think it's time for me to start coming back outside again because I, I have been in the house, you know, I got to get back out into these networking events and start, start talking to people more. You know what I mean? Because I haven't even been working on the backside of it. I mean, I've been working, but I haven't been working to my full capabilities. Like, I know I can go harder. And now that I'm starting, I'm, I feel about 90% right now. Right, right. And so I'm ready to get back to it. I mean, yeah, you got to take care of your, your, your engine You are the, the, that we call the body, though. So you you feel make me? sure that you can handle the, the marathon. Now, I, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say this. Like, you know, everybody say the marathon. And it's becoming like low low key cliche. But anybody ever give the only person to ever give a direct explanation of the marathon was Nip, as he should. But I like that you said what you said. You know, you got. I was in the house. I wasn't feeling like myself. You got to get yourself right to run that marathon, and be what you need to be for the marathon. Yep. Like I, I like when you said um like as it pertains to health. What you say? You said you can't run the world with a bad ticker. Yeah. You got I all these message. bright ideas, <laughs> but you, but you, but your heart, your heart ain't right. Yeah, you got complications, and you see all these old people with all this money, get nice cars, but yeah, but your your health is declining. Mm-hmm. Like so, how many? Realistically, how long are you really gonna have to really enjoy this money? Yeah, so I was like, man, you know, you gotta be, you gotta stay, you gotta, you gotta work on your health while you're young, so it'll carry you when you get old. Exactly. Hopefully, you get the money while you're young. Exactly. It's like, um, you know, that kind of that kind of made me think about, dang, what was the conversation? I think we had it with, uh, it's like me, you, and we used to talk about to do cross, and it kind of crossed over into to to the cost of health insurance, and right. how how people they abuse their bodies while they're young. And then, then when when they get older, they abuse their body while they're young. They abuse their body doing all this manual labor and, and working and working as hard as they can while they're young. 
with the hopes or with under with the understanding of whether it's explicitly or not they're doing this with the understanding that i'm gonna do all this now so when i get older i get to chill and mm. i ain't got i ain't gotta work as hard mm. but the damage that you're doing to yourself when you when you're that young by the time you get you get older it's, like your it's body irreversible yeah and then on right. top of that you still gotta pay for for all your health fees <laughs> so it's like it's right? like a it's like a it's, a it's a cycle of destruction for real so you really got to be careful you really got to take care of yourself because if something was to happen to you best believe best believe your employer gonna be looking for a new employee oh of course it's a revolving door like no no one's irreplaceable you just need to do the best you can while you can and work as hard as you can to keep those people uttering your great name that you have built Ultimately, that's what it is. But knowing what you want out of this life and knowing what it is, what it's going to take mentally, though, like you said, physically, you break down that manual labor. And that used to be the model. I'm going to work this job until I'm 60, 70, then I get to retire. And I'm like, yo, that was a stupid way of thinking. Yeah, nah. Who's to say that you're going to make it all the way till 60 or be on a job for 30 years, 30 years in the same position? Like you ain't switching it up. It's just that that mindset, though, that nine to five, that nine to five. I put in my work. Yep. Do what I got to do, get a paycheck, save my money up, work diligently, and ultimately I will reap the benefits of my hard work. That's yeah, why no. I always said sometimes all all hard work isn't good work. Imagine working from the time that you're 18 until you retire at 65, and then like your life expectancy after that is so short that you spend 80% of your life working doing something that you don't enjoy doing also you could retire for a pension that been getting smaller and smaller with every year that goes by with every budget cut never having time for yourself exactly and then you do all that so so that you can you can live comfortably and then and then now you don't make enough money for anything and your kids still got to take care of you Mm-hmm. and then the throw salt in the wound what did you do for your name did you create generational wealth for yourself? What did you do? Are they going to still utter your name when you're gone 10, 15, 20 years? Like, what did you do for your family to have a to have a chance to really be on top? And I ain't talking about no no life insurance money. Like, I mean, even though that is a thing. Yeah, I know, unfortunately. But let's get life insurance money while people still living. That should be the model. Let's figure out a way to get how much is that policy? Oh, okay, yeah, let's double that while we're alive. You shouldn't have to lose anybody to gang money. Mm. I don't think we appreciate our caregivers enough. Like the people who raised us. And now I'm, for, me, I'm, for me, I'm talking about Mon Dukes because I'm thinking now that I think about it, like I got four siblings. Right. And I'm the mm-hmm. youngest. And they used to they used to like they had a little slick comments like like I'm the favorite type stuff. Or like I got this and I got that. But, you know, now that I think about it. It's not really that. I mean, of course, I'm dope, and I love you, Ma. Um, but right, of course. Shout out to Ma. <laughs> yeah, shout out squad. to Ma, Dukes. Yeah, shout out to the family, for real. I love all y'all. Uh, my brother's birthday just passed. Happy belated. But um, what what I'm thinking is actually happening is that because when you just when you just talk about like what you what you do for your family during that time span, and it's like right. it's not that I got this down the third because I'm the favorite, quote unquote. It's probably just because since I'm the youngest and time was going by, Mon Dukes had time to, to level up. Like she's not in the same place she was back then when, when she first had my oldest brother. You know what I mean? It's not the same. Right. So it's not that I'm getting this down the third. It's that you got to keep progressing. 
Yeah, you do. You do, because they're going to phase you out. And just the mindset of look how quick somebody's forgot about when they pass away. Like they don't even bat eyelash, maybe for a second, but ultimately, man, you gotta you gotta level up, like, cause there's people that there's people that are dead that's alive right now, forgot about, thrown to the wayside, cause they couldn't evolve, cause they couldn't get out of their own way. Sometimes it's just you getting out of your own way. Yep. But that should always be the mindset, longevity, be what you need to be for everybody. It's always about evolving. Don't be afraid of it, embrace it. Yep. It is like, what it is, right? Yeah, you, you talk about legacy. Right. And it's a it's a big thing. Legacy should be a course that they teach you in school because it it calibrates you to get your mind right and think about things outside of yourself. Like man, I really got to think about what I want to do to really sustain my life. For real, and all that all that drinking at a young age, it's not conducive because you know that's putting miles on you that you don't need. That's you right. You even started to race yet? This thing. Hey, you know, I'm I'm a strong advocate for water. Like my mom always <laughs> yeah. used to, she always used to harp on water and reading. Yeah. Now I read and I drink water. I'm like, okay. All right. I see mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. Those those jewels she dropped at an early age for me are paying dividends now. Like, oh. Blessings. Okay. Blessings. I'm Blessings. I'm glad you were able to get those lessons. Right. For real. Now they carry me, and I can give Aiden those, and he can continue that, and all of those things. You know, he he is the predecessor. So I got to make sure, that, you know, he's intuitive and he knows what he needs to know to survive out here. Yeah, I, I think he's the successor around here. Predecessor, successor. Predecessor, successor. I mean, yeah, he will be seeing me, my predecessor. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I'm, I'm Give rolling. Take. I'm rolling. You, you got what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, did, I just didn't want there to be spelled there when it really should have been there. Right. <laughs> pulling up, pulling up stuff. Um, all right. So, at what point did you realize, like, yo, I cannot work for somebody? Like, nah, this ain't it. When we came back from second deployment, I was on the second deployment. Right. Yeah, that's for the. That's for so the. We'll, I was there. Right. <laughs> only I only did two deployments. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't that's do the it. first one. Yeah. When I came back from the second deployment, when I realized that. All the things they tell you, oh, you know, you dry docking, da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, but it's still the military. It's still the same day in and day out. Like, regardless of what, yeah, we're not on, on deployment anymore, but you're still dealing with the same nonsense in port. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's not going to change. Like, no matter if you go to shore duty, you're still in the military. Like, you, you, you still have a set of rules, a set of guidelines that will keep you marginalized and not being able to do what you need to do. Then I realized like, I have enough discipline to be able to do my own thing and battle myself. Because you need to know if you are disciplined enough to do what you want to do. And I was like, I, I've been groomed for this from an early age. And I didn't even know what the grooming was for. But then when I realized what the grooming was for, I'm like, yeah, I'm supposed to be my own man. I ain't supposed to be out here working for nobody. Especially when... You'll always be working for somebody. Somebody's foot will all, always be on your throat in the military. Where are you going? Oh, you a chief? Okay, I'm a senior chief. Oh, you a senior <laughs> chief? Yeah, okay, I'm a master chief. Yes, sir. Oh, you a yeah. master chief? I'm an officer. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know how that goes. Oh, oh. right. Like, wh- where does it end? When does it end? So, <laughs> it, it, it never ends, and then you never get compensated for what you really, really, really deserve to get, especially when you know your worth. And that's when I realized that I can't work for anyone. I can't do it. 
So at this point, it wasn't just like military. It's like anyone. Anyone. Damn. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do to get to where you need to get to. But ultimately, you want to be able to, to work for yourself and be able to generate income doing what you love to do, doing your own thing, doing right. it your way. Right. Not because you cocky or anything like that. Just because you know that no one's going to treat you better than yourself. And while you live, living, don't you want the best for yourself? Why you can have what you can have for yourself as long as you can have it? Well, that's what I'm thinking. And if you had a means to get that that life that you so choose to get, then damn it, you should go ahead and go ahead and get it. I mean, chances make champions. Shout out to currency for that. But that's the truth. Like you got to take some chances to be a champion. We're trying to win rings, boom. We're trying to win rings. Let's, let's do it. Hey, you might be honest. Mm-hmm. Like when you said, um, you say ain't nobody going to treat you as well as you're going to treat you. Mm-hmm. When you just said that just now, like I just felt that. <laughs> I just felt right. it's like one of those like I did like it's like one of those things that I know but I didn't know, right? And so and you just I, felt it like oh yeah okay, yeah yeah. I say that because I say that because specifically like in regards to what we're talking about it's like I've always knew that I couldn't work for anyone like since a kid since a youngin and you know but back then I started with my creative stuff anyway and but I knew like when everybody was getting their summer jobs working for some of you doing they 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 housing stuff I'm like and like I knew that sh- I knew it was not for me and it's like nothing against that but I just knew I was like nah I'm gonna do I'm gonna I'm gonna do this cover art anybody need cover art for their mixtape anybody trying to shoot no nah, y'all don't want to shoot no videos y'all want to do no photos no nothing no right, okay right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out to these people on the internet then but um when you just said like ain't nobody gonna treat you like i feel like i feel like ain't nobody gonna treat me the way i'm gonna treat myself i got trust issues all types of stuff like i know i know that my heart is pure so i know like whenever i make a move i'm trying to i'm trying to do something for the betterment of all the parties that's involved right and so when i say i got Mm -hmm. trust issues it's like i'm not really gonna trust that next person to be looking out for my best interest the way that i will look out for not only my best interest but i will also be looking out for their best interest you know, so when I say mm-hmm. I have trust issues, I don't trust that person on the other side of the table to be really be looking out for both of us. But I know, but I know myself, and I know myself well enough to know that I'm looking out for everybody because that's just the way I am. Right. You know, so that's like one of the things that kind of kind of pushed me. It's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not finna get a job working for nobody. Granted, I did, I did, I did do my time in the military. But uh, that was that was something different. That was that's foundational stuff. That's stuff to springboard off of to get to where I'm trying to go. Right. And if I would have thought about the military as a networking mechanism, which I didn't, <laughs> but which it really turned into. Because yeah. the only thing I got out of the military was to say that I've been out the country and to say that I, I'm still cool and I built some great connections with some great people and building building generational wealth. With the people I've met, it's something that not a lot of people can say that they have achieved. So I definitely appreciate the military for that. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Got me out the crib. They finna put me through school. I got to meet some dope people. I saved some money, started the business. I met some dope people. Did I say that already? I met some amazing people. <laughs> for real. And now we got people all over. So if, I, if we ever fall on hard times... God forbid. Right. We got people all over this place. I'm telling you. I'm right. telling you. Like if we if we felt like we wanted to go shoot a video out somewhere 
Like, if he wants to go to Japan, I'm sure we could find somebody couch to sleep on. Right. If I'm ready to hit up the East Coast, like, if we going up and down to 9-5, we could find people in New York. We got people in Connecticut. We could find people in Virginia. We could find people in the Carolinas. We could find people all the way down to Florida. Like, if, yeah. we went to, if we really wanted to go up and down the East Coast and really do it like that, we could find people couches to sleep on. I mean, yeah, we could. I don't think I think we passed that part. Yeah, we ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah, we uh, yeah we we passed that part. I ain't saying like, that yeah, we gonna nah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Nah. No, 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 no. We good. <laughs> we, we good, but said we paid our dues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah we still paying them. We just not yeah. paying those dues where it comes to sleeping on somebody's sofa. Yeah, nah, uh-uh. nah. But I'm saying the option is there. Like if we really want to go on a tour <laughs> and want to save some money, spend as little money as possible, we got people. That's all I'm we saying. Do. You got some amazing people and some amazing resources. For real. There's a couple of things that's been on my mind. First trial podcast. If y'all ain't with it now. Trust me, trust me, trust me. Y'all gonna want to get with it now. But listen. <laughs> change and changing direction. I wanna tell you know, a lot of you can see a lot of you see you know, every day you turn on television, you know, business, 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 business. You know, what what brings in more business then? You know, the NFL, you know, the shield about business, you know, big business, billion dollar business. But the diversity issue within ownership and coaching is something that they can't seem to figure out. Like I was telling you, like we discussed earlier, touched on a little bit like the Rooney rule. So the Rooney rule, like you said, affirmative action basically says that, you know, you're mandated to look at a select number of minority coaches, but you need to have interviews with them. So a problem I have with this rule is, one, if you don't want to look at me on your own volition, then why do I want to work for you? Because you don't want me. The only reason why I'm sitting here is because there was a rule mandating that you see me. Other than that, you don't you don't want me. That's that's questionable. Is it? Because yeah. why why does why does a rule need to be implemented in but, order for you to see me? To see the coaches, right? Yeah. Well, may, maybe to see, may, to maybe, see the minority coaches. Maybe they was gonna because, have that sit down with them anyway, and the rule just happened to be in place. No, they put the rule in because they weren't. <laughs> All looking, right. I'm rolling with you. You know, so they implemented this rule that said, okay, listen, no, 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 there's no diversity in the coaching circuit. Like, we need to implement a rule that says that you need to look at said number of coaches or whatever. But if you don't want to look at me, why would I want to work for you? Is it just a fraternity that I'm not willing to conform to? Because ultimately, let's say you do hire me, I'm looking over my shoulder and I'm, I'm not feeling right. You don't want me. You're talking behind my back. It's just not conducive for me to do the best job I can do is being a head coach or a GM mm. of this fine institution you call your football team, said name, whatever the name is. Right. That's, so that's the, that's the two parts right there. It's just a fraternity. Like, why do we try to be a part of something if they don't want us there? So what? So it's a bunch of coaching opportunities on the college circuit, and they just get money. They get as much money as some of the NFL head coaches, if not more. So sometimes you can remove yourself and the anxiety of just saying, you know, it's just not, it's just not for me. It's just not a battle I'm willing to fight. With that being said, 
things are always evolving. Things are always changing. I think maybe, I don't know if it'll happen in our lifetime, but I think maybe 100, 150 years from now, will the NFL still exist? Because people don't really don't, like the players don't understand how much power they have. Brings me to another point. So Marshawn Lynch, I don't know if you know who Marshawn Lynch is. You probably do. Yeah, I'm familiar. Okay, definitely, definitely. And, you know, he's a very polarizing figure, great running back. And he was on the panel, I think, with Ryan Coogler, J. Cole, and himself. And he was basically saying, you got to kind of conform to, you know, kind of what the owners want you to do. You just know you really can't you can't be who you really want to be. You got to kind of be who they kind of want you to be. You know, and, and so many words he said that I'm paraphrasing, of course. Right. Then I started to think about it, and I'm like, oh, just because we have the same color doesn't mean we had the same ideas. I'd rather have the same ideas as you as opposed to the same skin color because you can have the same skin color and be detrimental to my development. And the only reason, <laughs> the only reason why he said what he said to me was because you think somebody that looks like you is going to do you better than the people that don't look like you. Because if that's the case, then why would we care if we had black ownership? If if the if if the white owners, and I'm not making a racial thing, but I'm just saying that's what it is. If the white owners were treating the black players great, giving them guaranteed contracts because they had the money, because they genuinely cared, would you really? I mean, yeah, you would really want your own people, but you're like, oh, the white guy's kind of all right. So do you want it because you feel like they'll treat you better? Or do you want it because you want to see your faces that you that resemble you and maybe share share your same interests? Because what's the point of getting somebody that looks like you that doesn't have your same interests? Right. That's that's a dub. You was better off sticking with the dude you had, right? <laughs> so just some things I was thinking about. Because I think in business, you never want to cut yourself off. You wanna you really wanna know what you can withstand. And you know, you wanna know how you can kind of navigate where you can kind of make everyone happy in a sense, especially with things expand, especially how Amazon is doing it. You very, you definitely got to be diverse and versatile out here hey, sh- when hey. it comes to business. <laughs> I feel like we can't talk about Amazon enough. Like, can I, you know? I feel like we can't, str- listen, all you bookstores who slept on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. They were serving books. Yeah. They were serving books. Yeah. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't see this one coming. Yeah, I didn't no. see this one coming. All you Yo. little, all you little stores, all you little circuit cities. <laughs> <laughs> the time is up. The time oh, is man. up. You radio shacks? They didn't know. They didn't know. They had because no clue what Jeff Bezos was was about to do. They had no made clue. One thing into everything. It's no clue. Got the rug ripped right from under him. Like what? Where did it all go? Well, you had messed up somewhere. They shook up the industry. Yes. Amazon shook up the industry. Matter of fact, I heard Amazon is finna get into cannabis. I, I didn't really read in too much on it, but I might have saw a headline. Okay. Yeah, and like I said, they about to be everything. So whereas I wouldn't be surprised if Jeff Bezos has it, whereas you could order weed from Amazon and they'll pull it up to your crib. <laughs> and why not? Because you drivers off? Only... Yeah, Same like, day because... You only have Amazon. He only has, well, how many locations does he have? I want to say he has one in Seattle, maybe, because I think he was thinking about buying the Portland Trailblazers because, you know, their owner just passed away not too long ago. R.I.P. to Allen. 
Paul Allen. Yeah, Paul Allen didn't want to mess up his name. RIP to him. Heard he was a great guy. Wish we could have had him on the first round podcast, but we're going to keep oh, him moving in his honor. Rest in peace. And I think so. I think Seattle, and I think he, I, I want to say New York maybe, looking for a location. I don't know. But I'm like, yo, imagine, because is we illegal in Seattle? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I don't see why not. I don't see why not. Like, you don't need no medical card. Yeah, whatever you want. We got all types of flavors and we serving you like that. Yo, Jeff Bezos will probably have a ransom out for him. Because, you know, you got to keep the competition happy now. You can't be around here shaking up the industry. You got people, hey, what you doing now? <laughs> you can't What's keep up? shaking up every industry, bro. You know, because everybody's everyone. not going to be. A, a hostile takeover is what they call it, right? That's that's the term they use. Hostile takeover. He came in, hogtied everybody and said, this is my demands. Y'all going to do what I need y'all to do. What's up? Is Amazon selling car rides? Now, I don't know if they are, but Amazon, Amazon start no. selling uh, lifts. Like, yeah. like, come come for the um for the for the for the car industry or whatever. Like the taxis didn't stand a chance. Mm-hmm. They <laughs> when Uber mm-hmm. and Lyft popped up on them, they had no clue. Yeah. It was a rough. It was a rough one for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. hey i know we, we kind of getting off topic now but i have a question like so i saw i saw this thing on uh i don't know i saw a meme somewhere and it basically it was like a picture it was like a screenshot of the uber app and you know like you got uber uber x uber pool this that, and the third right and then one of the options is said like a, a buddy or like somebody to walk with you from point a to point b <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah. I don't know if that was. I don't think it was real. I hope that's not real. But like sometimes people just want, need somebody to walk with. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's yeah, funny. You know, nobody wants to feel alone out here. They got that too. Whatever you need, Jeff Bezos is going to make sure that your palate is satisfied. Whatever that may be, he has it. And Nip said something. It's like you know you gotta you gotta be true to yourself. You know you can't be everything to everybody. Right. But I think Jeff Bezos is trying to define that logic. Like I'm trying to be everything to everybody where I don't burn the candle at both ends and I make everybody happy. All right, but look, Can let's, it be done? Let's let's take this to account though. Like if you go on Amazon.com right now and you try to buy something, it's not like Jeff Bezos is trying to sell everything. If you go there and you try to buy something, you're gonna see like these are sold by different retailers. These are sold by different people. So what he yeah. did, he really just got he I mean he got his own stock or whatever and like you got Amazon fulfillment and all that but these are all like different stores and different owners all on his one platform selling their products so he really curated everything and got it in one spot right because they still got to pay him a certain percentage because it's like do I need you more than you need me yeah but this is faster this way exactly now I'm 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 consolidating everything whereas you just come to Amazon and you get everything you need because I made it Exactly. It's convenient. Like you paying for the convenience. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll be seeing want stuff. Exactly. I'll be seeing stuff on Amazon that costs more than it costs for like the regular website for for whatever right. product it is. And but. it's like like even with this new light that I just got, it's like ten dollars more on Amazon than it than they were selling it for or whatever. And it's like you mess around and pay that extra ten dollars for it because you know you're gonna get it in two days, or you know you're gonna get mm-hmm. it today. You paying for the mm-hmm. convenience of it all. You, you're able to put everything in a cart and pay for everything at once instead of shopping around to all these different stores. Now I mean, so we got to figure out a way to do this for our podcast and and for the video production. Hey, we selling subscription services, so we'll pop up to you a few times a month, and we could get you right every month. We'll get you right for your content. Uh, no, no, definitely. I had a conversation with Emil all the time. I'm like, yo, you. 
the modern day important guard doesn't exist anymore. The days of just facilitating Bonner being unable to shoot, that's dead. Because mm-hmm. who's going to be better than you? Oh, a person that can do what you do and more. So it's it's cool to just be an artist, but what what do you have to say? Why what's what's so special about your artistry? You got to be able to follow it up with some type of language. That brings that brings me to my last and final point. All right, let's do it. It's about that time. Rich homie Quan, Rich homie Quan said he signed his first deal without reading it. That was astonishing to me. Why wouldn't you read it? Now, certain different circumstances. I don't know. I don't know a situation. When did he was get he signed? Homeless? When did he? Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, maybe, maybe a couple years ago, because I'm a, like 2015-ish, maybe around there. I don't, maybe 2014. I want to say like 2014, 2015, whatever it may be. But yeah, they said he signed, he said he signed his contract, said he regret signing his contract without reading it. And I'm like, why, why, why wouldn't you read it? Like, you, you know, I you can finally, see that. But you finally get, like, it's just, you, you can never have a misstep on the road to greatness. You can, but you can't. And because you're going to end up doing and running this because you don't read the circle. I mean, you don't read the circle. You don't read the contract. So you're running the circle is what I want to say. Because you don't read it. You realize that you then you finally read it, realize that, oh, oh, wait a minute. What is this? Now you're trying to break out of your contract. That's going to take some time to do. So you probably get some some lawyers to get you out of your. Yeah, there you go. So that's going to be time and money. Well, you could have just read it, got what you wanted up front. Said, nah, I'm not signing this because my demands aren't being met. Now you're wasting time. You're running in a circle. And now you're doing it all over again. Can I shoot him some bail? What? <laughs> or nah. Yo. Nah, who? Rich homie? Yeah, or like people like him. He's not, I'm sure he's not the only one who who done that. Yeah, like you can't be that fascinated with the dollar signs because it'll, it'll bite you in the behind. Some when it's people, all said man, and done. they feel that pressure. Like it's, it's probably not even money. It's probably like promise of fame, or like you in this. Like, like you're either super excited about it, you're super excited to have this opportunity. So I'm just gonna sign it, or like you're in a room full of a bunch of people and everybody just expecting for you to do this, or like this is your right. first time in this type of position. Like I could see, I can really see how that can happen. Like how people would just sign sign that stuff for real. It's yeah. like you have artists right now in the hood. Who 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 got a manager who had them sign a contract to 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 get fifteen percent of the zero that they're getting right now? Who would just sit on that contract and wait for them to blow up and then be like, "Hey, look, I got this contract on you," or they doing the bare minimum and and mm. hopes because like ultimately you are gonna push yourself, right? You, like you even if you so? sign a contract with your manager, you still gonna you still gonna push yourself. You have to. Right. You have to. You can't just fall back and wait for somebody else to just make something happen for you. No, I mean, you so like if you're a new artist or whatever and somebody coming to you with this paperwork like, hey, look, even though they're saying I'm getting 15 percent, only thing, you know, all right, look, now I got this representation. Now I'm official. I'm legit. Let me call up my manager. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I can see how 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 folks could fall into that trap of just signing a contract without really reading it or or skimming through it or reading it and not really understanding the implications of what's being stated. You know what I mean? I could see how that can happen. I think Kanye is still stuck in the contract he signed way back when. Mm. <laughs> so the wherewithal and the know-withal to know it now, so we we don't suffer that same fate 
And like I, that's why I try to just read everything. Exactly. Cause you think because you think, oh, this is finally it. This is the big break. And then it's like, yeah, nah. And it's the misstep, something like that. All you have to do is just read the contract. All you have to do is just put your seatbelt on. Something so simple. Just read it. Yeah. What do you mean? Put They're your offering it on. to you like this. Yeah, just put your seatbelt on. That's all something so easy. Just do it. That's you're not right. that you're not that hard on for money. I mean, like you said, I mean it is the pressure, but you gotta read it. Whether you have it's to, the yeah. money, you, have to. you gotta read it. You gotta read your contract. It's too many people that done that done that done suffered f- for for people to still be suffering. There you go. And it's too many people that worked hard for you to have an opportunity to finally get people you need to get to where they need to get to. You know, a lot of people done sacrifice for me to be here. And the last thing I want to do is have a misstep. Where I'm looking at myself like, man, all I had to do is just, just read the contract. Now ain't nobody got time for that. You know Word. I mean? Hey, when you think about it like that, and you think about all this, like, first of all, if a, if a label is coming to you, now you got to ask yourself, what do you want from me? And what can you right. give me that I can't get for myself? Well, like, why why do I need you? If you're coming to me, then you know I got some value. So the question then becomes, what are you giving me? Right? Yeah. And that's on one end. Of it. And on another end of it, stay independent, man. <laughs> for real. Like, you, you have, don't. You like, have everything you want more if you stay independent. But you know, when you got that label backing you, though, it's. Yeah, it, it's, it is a machine. It's a machine. It is a machine. They you come at you with them it. zeros, and it's like, yo, I'm getting paid to make music? Like, I, listen, we'll worry about everything afterwards, but for right now, we're going to live a little bit because it's not a lot of brothers getting zeros like this. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, I, I understand yeah. longevity, though. I get it, but you the, you definitely got to think about it. You got to have that longevity. Right. You got to think about it, man. How long you want to be here for? You want to be stuck in, you know, people, there's people right now who, who are stuck in contracts and they don't even make music because they feel like, nah, this label, nah, I don't, uh, nah. They feel like right. the label is not, the label is not providing for them. So why should I be creating mm-hmm. this music? I mean, of course, mm-hmm. then they go on the other end and they be like, hey, look, I'm just going to put out these trash albums, whatever. I'm going to get out this contract. But ultimately, man, well, you got to be there mm-hmm. for yourself because ain't nobody going to advocate for you like you going to advocate for you. I mean, you could say it again. No, nobody is. And if you think they are, you better wake up. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. man, for real. Nobody. With nobody. that being said, if you've been listening this far, please leave a review. <sighs> Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google. We're all over. Check it out. Check, check it out. I got to check it out. Thank y'all. Thank y'all again for, for sticking around. For sticking around with us. This is Hey, look. We can shout out to YouTube now. Shout out to YouTube. Also, this is the first official episode where we actually was able to record each of us. Um, oh, yeah. That is. Uh, yeah, shout out to that. Yeah, I mean, the video. So, so far, we've been picking up the full-length episodes on YouTube, but it's just been audio only. So, now we're going we gonna, to we gonna do the, uh, the visual thing, too. And we're going to keep leveling up. Just keep expecting great things, and we're going to keep providing great things. My name is Dom Witherspoon, and I am the founder of Dom Digital Media. Hey, I'm Darren, the host of Microwavable Culture, conversation amongst friends. We're getting better. Iron sharpens iron, and we're only getting sharper. And we out. <laughs>